So yesterday, the liberals announced it would make it less exp- they would make it less expensive to obtain a criminal pardon, also known as a record suspension. I think a lot of us aren't familiar with exactly what this means, but they've dropped the application free fee from six hundred and fifty eight dollars to fifty dollars in the new year. Moya Teklu is executive director of the Black Legal Action Center, and she joins us to talk about this. Welcome to the show. Good to have you. Thank you for having me, Kelly. So who would be in need of a uh, criminal pardon? Can you talk about that for us? Yeah, sure. So about 10% of Canadians have criminal records. So we're talking about 10% of the population that would need a criminal, a pardon. Um, And basically what a pardon is, is that once you've been convicted of a crime and you've served your sentence and you've shown that you can be a law-abiding citizen for a certain amount of time, you can apply for a pardon or a record suspension. That means that the pardon won't show up when you're trying to get a job or when you're trying to rent an apartment or when you're trying to volunteer or uh, get other educational opportunities. So you've served your time, you want to move on and you want to start your life again, but obviously you've got barriers while you still have this criminal record uh, following you around. What precipitated this move by the feds? So, I mean, there's been work and movement on this for a a couple of years. Um, Bill C-31 was introduced um, earlier this year, but then it died when uh, the prime minister called an election. But more recently, and, you know, people have been working on this for the last, I would say, 10 years when the Harper government made it much more difficult for people to obtain um, pardons. But recently, uh, the Fresh Start Coalition, which is a coalition, that has been uh, that is being led by the Canadian Civil Liberties Association and the John Howard Society, and that includes, I think, about 70 other community organizations, has been pushing for an automatic spent regime. And so, I'm not sure about when you know exactly what the cause and effect was, but I would hope that that's somewhat of what precipitated this. I understand the application fee was dropped from $650 to $50. That's a $600 reduction. Walk us through why seeking a criminal pardon was so expensive in the past. Well, in about 2010, between 2010 and 2012, the Harper government increased the fees from $150, $150 to over $600. They also made a number of other changes, increasing the amount of time that people had to wait for summary offenses from three to five years and from indictable offenses from five to 10 years and made other people just completely ineligible for um, pardons altogether. And so this has been, you know, uh, a lot of work to sort of undo it, uh, to undo the, the and uh, remove some of the barriers that were put in place um, some time ago. I think the thinking around increasing the costs was, you know, taxpayers shouldn't, you know, shoulder the burden of this and so on. But I mean, what's lost in that discussion and those sort of talking points is that they do, they still do, because if you can't get a job, you can't find a house, you're relying on the government for other things, right? So, um, and it's also, you're putting public safety at risk, because we know that having a job, having a house, having an education are the very things that keep you out of the legal system in the first place. So we want people to be able to get jobs. We want people to get homes. We want people to be able to get education because that's what makes society safer. Yeah, it seems to me when you put those uh, roadblocks in front of people, it would uh, leave them very few options to make a living. And that would be tempting uh, if you had a past uh, where, you know, you had been relying on some sort of uh, illegal activity to get money to stay alive, that you might return to that. And so you risk uh, reoffending. 
Well, I think also you you are more likely to have to rely on social assistance just to live, right? So there have been studies that have been done that have tracked people who have been released from federal prison. Um, and 14 years later, less than half of them could could had a job. And those that had a job were making half of what most Canadians make. They're underemployed, making about $14,000 a year. They had to rely on social assistance. So I'm not saying that that necessarily means that people who, you know, um, have criminal records are likely to reoffend. In fact, they're not, mm-hmm. right? They're, that's the very point. The, the point is that people just having the fact that you have a criminal record doesn't mean that you are more likely to commit a crime. Sure. But yeah. if you're put in, in a place where, you know, you can't find a livelihood, uh, desperation leads to, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not talking from facts here, but I would imagine that when you're desperate, uh, you know, it, it could it could get, uh, you know, tempting, I guess. Um, so I just hate the barriers that the government would place uh, in front of people that have been rehabilitated. You know, that's what our justice system is based on, is being rehabilitated. It's it's not about punishment. It's very different than the states. Uh, the government plans to spend money on modernizing the parole board of Canada as well, right? Um, this is putting it online to make the application process simpler. They also mentioned uh, a couple of other changes. Uh, are do these go far enough in your mind? No, it just doesn't make sense to me to. Uh, to continue to have an application process and to fund community organizations to help people with an application process and to attach any fee to the application. Because like I said, what we know is that these people are disproportionately poor, disproportionately black, disproportionately indigenous. And, you know, $50 may as well be, may as well be, I don't know, a thousand dollars to somebody who's making $14,000 a year. And so, you know, the solution and what the Fresh Start Coalition has been asking for is an automatic spent regime, which means after a certain period of time, if you haven't reoffended, it just goes away. You don't have to do anything. These people who are already on the margins of society, who've already been pushed to the margins of society, don't have to, to you know, navigate the bureaucracy and go through application processes. And the other it makes thing, a lot of sense. Why would that? Why would they not opt for that? It saves everybody money. Honestly, it beats me. (laughs) I know that's, I mean, that's exactly what we're saying is that this, it doesn't make sense to, to, because there's still barriers, right? We just, let's just do away with this whole process altogether. Uh, Let's base our decision-making on evidence and let's take away discretion. I mean, that's the other big thing, right? Um, When you have decision makers and when you have discretion, discretion, study after study, research study after research study shows that, uh, there's unconscious bias, there's anti-black racism, there's anti-indigeneity, and that oftentimes decision makers exercise their discretion to the detriment of black and indigenous people. I mean, that's the other part of this, right? And I think we can go very, I, I think I'd love to have you back and we can have a, a further, you know, uh, conversation about this because I think it's really, you brought up some great points and we clearly have a lot to learn. Uh, Moya, I've got to wrap up because I've got a newscast coming up, but I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been really interesting having you on. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Moya Teklu is executive director of the Black Legal Action Center.